0: In addition to Bill's role as president over at Promo Corner, he is also an active industry volunteer, serving as the 2017 Board of Directors President for the Promotional Products Association of the Mid South, as well as sitting on the PPAI Regional Association Council Board of Directors, not to mention his role as a chef in Promo Kitchen. Man, You've mentored people all across the industry, your husband, you got twin boys, you got the Aggies in there for good measure, you got the Cowboys, which I, I don't know how we let you get away with that, but you get the Cowboys too, and most importantly, I guess, you're my good friend, Bill, so welcome to the program,
1: I appreciate you coming. Roger, thank you for having me, you make me sound a lot busier than I feel like I am, but uh, definitely, definitely happy to be here and always good to talk with you, man.
0: Yeah. Well, um, yeah. You 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 have quite the pace. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but before we get right. in, before we get into that, I just wanted to, um, given your recent ascension to the leadership role at Promo Corner, I thought maybe you know let me give you a moment to offer up the elevator pitch on Promo Corner and why distributors and suppliers in the industry should be considering doing business with Promo Corner.
1: Roger, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. So looking at the industry, there is a void in uh, service providers in terms of digital marketing and media. And so my vision for Promo Corner and what what we're building is to be the first true digital marketing and media company in the promotional products industry where we help suppliers for the most part. We do have some distributor customers as well, but suppliers for the most part uh, market their unique identity. It's a very noisy marketplace. It's very difficult to get noticed. There's very few suppliers that actually have, uh, specific products that are unique only to them. I know you, you certainly do over at Brand Logistics with your relationship with OtterBox, but that's the, that's the exception, not the rule. And so we take our role in, in help suppliers and distributors market their unique identity to their target audience. And we do that through a variety of vehicles. It could be as simple as email marketing. It could be something like targeted videos. It could be sponsorships of certain content marketing and so on and so forth. So people should consider doing business with us because we're pretty awesome. That's why.
0: (laughs) And lots and lots and lots of
1: industry practitioners can be found there. Myself included. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I like to say people like you are industry thought leaders, Roger. So let's let's go with that. Well, there's at least one person who says that. So that's me. <laughs> I appreciate
0: you saying so, but yeah, there's. I mean, it, gosh, I, the the talent lineup that you have is vast when it comes to the number of industry participants who are contributing content. Uh, through promo journal specifically so you know for anyone who hasn't yet i would strongly suggest taking some t- time and bouncing over there um there's lots of great educational content to be had and uh maybe even a surprise or two along the way right bill
1: never even know what you're going to see never know what you're going to see <laughs> so
0: okay so bill i have to seriously we I, we got to talk here for a second so I, I don't know whether i'm amazed horrified impressed <laughs> Sad for you when it comes to just the sheer pace of the content generation that I watch. Like, you're almost like the chemtrails just coming off the plane. (laughs) Like, it's just amazing to me. And you have so much out there at any one time that, you know, it feels like you're kind of omnipresent. Uh, You remember when we were talking about me doing the new open for you for Unscripted, right?
1: So I do. I recall it as if it were about six months ago.
0: Yeah, and it never happened. Shame on me. But here's the thing. So I, I stood over my notepad a bunch of times trying to figure out how I wanted to do that thing in a way that would be clever. And every time I just kept coming back to this, here's unscripted and Kirby and Bill, they're everywhere. (laughs) Literally you guys are everywhere. You're everywhere. Omnipresent. So I, I, it's impressive, but I also wanted to get behind the scenes of the content that uh you're creating and the amount of work that it actually requires of you
1: yeah let's look behind the curtain so to answer your question i made writing so that's where the content creation started for me i have always used writing uh, in my own personal life just to express my own thoughts to uh work through certain things i, I think if you remember when my wife went through her issues in 2016 and, you know, she had cardiac arrest, her heart stopped for eight and a half minutes, I had to give her CPR and so on and so forth. I blogged extensively uh, for a couple of reasons. One, for me, because I needed a place to process, but two, to share that with other people because people were concerned, wanted to know what was happening. So I've always used writing to do that. So when I started my own company three or four years ago, before I sold it to Promo Corner, I thought, how can I get people to know the real me in the industry? And I thought the best vehicle for that was me to start writing. And that's what I did. And I started publishing a blog twice a week, every week. And and that just blossomed from there. And that blossomed into doing a podcast with the aforementioned uh, Kirby Hasselman that we do every week. And we've done that now for – Oh, I think we're like 75 episodes now. We do it every Friday. And so uh, it, it for me to do it on a daily basis or, you know, it got to, I will say, it got to a point last year where I was producing so much content, not just for me, but I was doing it for Promo, uh, promo Kitchen because mm-hmm. I do some content for Promo Kitchen as well. I've done content for uh, PPAMS, the, the association I'm board president for. And I did an assessment and between everything I was doing, if you assume there's 22 work days in a given month, I was producing or delivering new content on 17 of those days, mm-hmm. which which leads to your omnipresent comment. Um, and I'm a big believer that the world only really needs a certain amount of Bill Petra. <laughs> uh, well, but I'd say you do a good job of spreading the message
0: around in a way that – not everyone that encounters you on one platform is even participating on some of the others. So right. it's really only for those of us who can't get enough of the damn thing that, you know, we keep bumping into one another in the places that we're all at. So,
1: A- Absolutely. So, you know, I, you, you asked the question, you know, what does it look like? How do I, co- how do I start creating all this content and keep my, kind of my head on straight? I just look for content everywhere is what I do. Everything is content. Um, if, you know, I'm writing a blog right now about teaching my kids how to drive, which if I believe you've gone through that is a white knuckle experience, unlike any other (laughs) in so many ways, (laughs) it really is. And it, it is the biggest test of patience, I believe in the history of the known universe, but everything is content. And if you really think about it, you can tie just about any life lesson or anything you work at back to, selling or promotional products or marketing or whatever medium you're working in. So the tools I use are my eyes. You know, you ask me what tools do I use? I keep, I use my eyes and my ears. And as I hear a phrase, I love turns of phrase. So I create content probably very differently than a lot of people with my writing, especially. I love to come up with the title first and then write to that title. Makes sense. I understand. Yes.
0: It, it's, it's, if, if the hook of the song is where you start, you can write everything else around it, right?
1: Right. And I like to get the image in my mind and I'll find something either on Google Images or maybe Shutterstock or whatever. But I like the image that I really want to deliver the message with. Right. I want, the, I want the, the, the visual to equal the message and get that out. So I just use my eyes and ears and it helps me be productive because, again, I enjoy writing. And then with the podcast, it's like, you know, talking to you, it's like talking to Kirby. You know, it's easiest it's the easiest piece of content we create. I'll speak for Kirby here, it's the easiest piece of content we create every week because we it is called unscripted because we don't know what the other one's gonna talk about. I might jot down a few notes in terms of here's topics I wanna bring up. Kirby does the same thing, neither one of us know it, and therefore it comes off very authentic, which I think is very appealing to people. But more importantly, it's just like picking up the phone and talking to a friend. So there's no, yeah, there's no thought behind it, which is, I think, a good thing.
0: Yeah. So, Bill, you'll recall, I have a tendency to bring a very direct um, thought process when it comes to sales and this podcast series and sort of the questions Mm -hmm. that we bring up. So I'm curious in your mind whether you would agree or disagree with the notion that content creation is prospecting today.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I built, I will tell you, when I had Brand Eight before, again, before I sold it to Promo Corner, I built my entire client list through content marketing. Mm-hmm. Through, you know, it's the Gary Vaynerchuk approach give, 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 you know, you know, jab, 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 punch, give, 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 ask. And so I put myself out there, provide what I hoped was valuable free content, thoughts about sales, a lesson here, a different way to think about something there. And it did a couple of things It raised my profile in the industry, which, you know, that was just a byproduct, not really was, was a goal, but it got me, uh, important conversations with important people. So people started taking me a lot more seriously when I said, Hey, this is what I do. Um, and that content creation almost becomes your resume online. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, not only that, but really this notion of, social participation as a means towards lead generation requires mechanics. Mm -hmm. It requires an intended plan of action to do that in a way that turns the conversations you're having into opportunities that can ultimately lead to sales that feed our families. So I Mm -hmm. still think even in 2017 that for your average practitioner of sales, the mechanics of what we just described are so foreign to them that absolutely it, it is like talking about being on an African safari when you live in Detroit. And, I totally agree. And the, the truth of it is, so Bill, I, I guess from your perspective, having been on the other side of that for as long as you have now, you say things like, I sound way more busy than I really am. But to those who just agreed with what I said, it seems impossible to them. So Mm -hmm. shed a little light, if you will, on some of like what form the mechanics take to help you in that process.
1: Um, You know, I'm a big believer that busy is a, can I swear on your podcast, Roger busy is a bullshit excuse and it means it's not important to me. Okay. If I'm busy, if I tell you I'm busy, that means whatever you need is not as important as what I'm doing right now. So, I make content creation a priority. It is, you know, I'm never too busy to create content or at least jot down some ideas. So um, it, it's a critical component of what we do. So the mechanics behind it, again, I have a content calendar. Um, I can't sit and say, I need to write a blog now. Mm-hmm. Those tend to be the worst yeah. horrible yeah. blogs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm a terrible predictor, by the way, of what is good. And what is not good? What, right. You know, I will write a blog sometimes, and I'll think, I have nailed it here. This is awesome, and I can't wait for this to drop because people's minds are going to be blown. <laughs> and. I, it's generally those, – those ones are generally met with a collective yawn, <laughs> Yeah. right? And then the ones that took me 10 minutes to write, I'm like, eh, boy, I feel like I've said that a million different ways before are the ones where people are like, man, that's the best thing I've ever read. So I'm a horrible predictor of that. So the mechanics I have, I have a content calendar. So I'm a big believer in consistency. And that mm-hmm. content calendar helps me make sure that I do what I need to do and get the, the topics done, the writing done, all that done. So that, that it's for me, it's just dedication, consistency in doing it. I, I live by a calendar. I'll steal Kirby's. Uh, quote, if it's not on a calendar, it doesn't exist. Right. So you and I set up this podcast and we it once it, it didn't exist until it appeared on my calendar. Once it appeared on my calendar, then I know, OK, yes, we're doing it. And then, that then I can be ready for it. So I if you look at my Google calendar, which I, I live life by, it'll tell me every day or every week when I need my Petrie's perspective is what the blog's called when it's due. And I live to that. And I won't miss a deadline because it's important to me. It's critical to buy success. It's cr- critical to creating leads, like you said, generating leads and then conversions.
0: Well, with without something of value for someone to interact with, to begin your one-on-one conversation with them, you're kind of stuck in neutral if that's what you're using for prospecting. So right. it's vitally important that if you're going to say, I'm going to pass on making phone calls, I am not going right. to do much in the way of email marketing. All I'm going to do is put out content, see who interacts with it, see where it goes, and try to create conversations with those people,
1: you better have some content. So Right, and it's just part of the mix, right? I mean, it's not just content creation, yeah. but that's a big visible part of it. Sure. Well,
0: and at, at some stage, I would like to think that there's people out there that that's what you're known for. That that it's Um, it's come to be expected that that's what you will contribute.
1: It it is, and and I don't feel egotistical saying it. Um, I, I would have probably a year ago, but I know that if I didn't produce a blog on a Monday morning, or didn't get a podcast, an unscripted podcast out on a Friday morning, I don't care if it's a holiday. I don't care what's going on. I know that some at least a few people go. What happened? Why isn't it there? Um, and that, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, for sure. It, so, you, so People I, I, are looking I, for it, right? Right. So I harp on that consistency because I think that also tells people about a work ethic, right? So it speaks to the larger salesperson that I am. I have the work ethic to make sure that I do this, whether whether it's generating actual funds for me or not. I do this every week because it's important to me and I think it serves the industry to a certain extent.
0: And you've sub-segmented your audience down to the people who absolutely are seeing you as a provider of value, which is where you want to begin a transaction with a prospect anyway.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I want to be seen as a person who cares very deeply about providing value to my customers. Yep.
0: Absolutely. No doubt. All right. So let me ask you a couple more sort of uh, leader leader of a business kind of role. So, Sure. Uh, knowing that Promo Corner has employees all over the place. I know there's some people together kind of where things got started out on the East Coast, but you've got people in every time zone now, right? Just about every time zone. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, we're we're all we're we're spread out, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I've heard you say on unscripted before about your you know, how important communication is to you when you're trying to lead an organization. So knowing that and knowing you've got people spread out all over the place, you got different um you've got men and women, you've got younger and older, you've got you know, you know all, all the different melting pot that comes along with that. What have you noticed any any trends in um, how you need to communicate? Is there nuance in the way that you need to communicate, given the fact that you have
1: such a disparate team spread out all over the place? I think there always is, you know, communication. I'm a big believer that especially entering an organization where you're, you're thrust in a leadership position, I can't over communicate. So I I take that very seriously. So I believe in a couple things. One is transparency. I believe that most employees really want to know what the goals are. Did we hit them? Why did we hit them? Why didn't we hit them? What are the plans? So I'm very, very transparent with that in my communication. So it starts with email. Um, I I send a monthly wrap up email to everybody company wide. Everybody gets the same email. So they see what we're doing and how we've done it and where areas of focus I want us to work on. Um, From there, I have established a weekly meeting with every single person in the organization, and I did that for one reason: because we're all over the place. It's eliminated those wonderful drive-by conversations that are important. Yeah, and and because I'm in Nashville, I've got a sales guy in Austin, I've got salespeople in New Jersey, I've got some marketing people in uh, in Boston area, I've got another salesperson in Florida. So we're all over the place. Um, I have, I have a weekly meeting with them. It's a standing meeting and it's a half hour. And we may, we might talk for three minutes, Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure that there's a scheduled touch point every week. So if there's something that they really want to talk to me about, they know they can use that time. Um, so, so I've established that and that's been, I think very beneficial. I've also established uh, a continue, I shouldn't say established, continue a tradition of having a video company meeting once a month. Um, and I've actually do, I do some sometimes in the middle of the months where, Hey, here's a specific challenge and I need your help. Cause I can't do this alone. I really want you guys to come back with ideas. I want you to come back with suggestions and all that. I think the biggest thing with communication is giving folks the permission to be critical. We are, as, a, as people, most of us are decent. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We're okay letting things be mediocre because we don't want to challenge things. And I've really worked very, very hard to let people know that, hey, I don't know it all. And I, if, if I think we're doing something, if I want to do something and you don't agree with it, I want you to challenge me because that's how I learn, I don't know anything. And even if we're going to even if we do exactly what I said I wanted to do to begin with, you're going to make me think about it in a different way. Sure. You're going to make me for lack of a better term almost defend it. And I'm a big believer that that friction creates greatness. Mm-hmm. So lately I've had a a mantra in the organization in the communications is we cannot accept mediocre. We absolutely, you know, if you see, it's like the old, uh, the TSA expression, if you see something, say something. <laughs> and cause we've let some mediocre product go out and, um, we did it because we had to hit a deadline. We did it because maybe somebody didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Um, and uh, you know, that stops with me. That stops with me because I have ultimate oversight. And so I've made it very clear. If you don't see something, if you don't like something, If it doesn't ring with you, if you think it's mediocre, you've got to say something and we've got to stop that. We've got to halt production. We've got to make changes. So I really want to create a culture of communication where it's open and honest. Um, I I think the word I would use is candor. I want 100% candor. So we, we do a lot of different things. We have, I have Google Hangout sessions with every single employee so they can hit me with a quick question and I can get back to them right away. So trying to create that virtual office, that yep. drop in. Yeah. Um, and then I do think it's important to be visible also. So, I've made it a priority to see everybody once a quarter physically go spend time with them. If it's with salespeople, uh, sit, sit with them, plan with them. What are your plans? How can I help? What do you want to do? What should we, what are we doing that we shouldn't be doing? What should we be doing that we're not doing those types of questions? And then I go up to Boston where, um, the main operations are and spend a couple days there once a quarter. Again, just to, you have those conversations that organically go in 45 different directions that you just really can't do on the phone or in a Google Hangout.
0: Yeah, I, it's funny. I, we're in a similar situation. The majority of my staff is in Fort Collins, Colorado. You know, I'm in suburban Detroit. So mm-hmm. we, we find ourselves like, I, I'm, I'm directing things like If you send me an email and I send you a reply and you need to send me a request for some more information on my reply, pick up the phone. Right. Um, I've got a 23 year old that works in production that the best way for me to talk with that person is to text him. Um, I've got uh, my business partner almost exclusively communicates via Slack. So Mm. it's coming come literally put just putting together the pieces and parts of having the entirety of the organization know how to communicate varying kinds of information on which platform is is something so <clears throat> elemental and basic but yeah. you're shocked when you realize especially in businesses of any size just the amount of misinformation or lack of information that that occurs because of this disconnect in pure yeah. just
1: communication Uh, channel. So it's it's very interesting to watch. Yeah. I have a very simple theory about that type of communication. I think you echo it. If things are, if, if things are going fine, uh, a quick Slack message or Google hangout message or an email is fine. If something's wrong, pick up the phone, right? Pick up the phone because I, you know, nothing drives me more mental. And I'm sure you feel the same way is if you're going back and forth on an email, like you just said, and it's like, this is just eating my day. It's yeah. eating my day. It's yeah. Email can be one of the biggest time vampires of anything.
0: Just ask Bobby Lee Hugh. He'll tell you all about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my buddy. All right. Yeah. So I, I, one last one yeah. and then uh, I'll let you go. I'm having a good time it's just like how you and I always time. are. Uh, so Promo Corner got rebranded. Yes. And it looks great, by the way. Thank you much improved. I don't think uh, it's not an insult to say that it was not the greatest before and you've done much better. It looks great. Fantastic. We're all spending a lot more time there because of how great it looks. But Thank you. a rebranding is no joke. That That, that, is, that is a far more, uh, that's a f- much taller mountain than most people give credit to. So I wanted to take a minute and have you talk about like kind of the elements of what so you had this whole rebrand, kind of what, what did that entail, what did, it, what did it cover, and then kind of what, 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 what do you have to offer in looking back on it now that it's behind you?
1: Um, great question. So Promo Corner was started in 1999, and that's when the logo was developed. And it felt very 1999. <clears throat> it served a purpose very well. Um, the website was a mess. Um, it was All the information was there, but it was very difficult to navigate. It was not user-friendly. And a condition of me coming to Promo Corner was the rebranding. That was absolutely negotiated up front that we have to rebrand, and it's got to be my vision of what it can be. And I'm very thankful to have a partner in Joel Moore who was like, absolutely, you know that world better than I do. Uh, Let's do it. So, you know, it's not as simple as just changing the colors, changing the logo and putting up a new website. I mean, that's the front facing part of it. But you have to look at every single asset the company has. And there is there are a few things more exquisitely painful than going through a (laughs) rebranding because. You know, it's one of those things you can plan for for eight years, and on day three, you're going to find something you forgot about. I didn't realize that our uh, credit forms had this or this wording because I I not only changed the brand or the you know the the logo, I changed all the internal sales uh, things we sell. So you know, we used to have identity marketing. And that was a very conflicting brand with Promo Corner. And so I renamed it Promo Journal. So that's where all the content lives. So it was absolutely necessary to update what we did. And, but the whole project, I'd say from conception to final execution. And I don't think we're fully done because our landing page, which is the last thing you end up doing, even though you want, you should be doing that first. We have, I finally have the design, it's all approved. We're just, Figure, you know, doing the the technical aspects of it, I'd say it was almost eight month, eight or nine months. Yeah, and you, again, it's it's <clears throat> I, I can't tell you how many man hours it was, but every single person in the organization made that possible. It it, it was not me, it was not Joel's. Every single person put on a corner, because they all bought into the vision and what it needed to be to help us move forward. We need to look like if we want to be. The preeminent marketing and media company in the industry, well, we damn well better sure look like it, right? right? Because, you know, most – 70 percent of the uh, purchasing purchasing decisions made without any human contact, they're going to go to your website. And if it stinks, if there's friction in that website, if it's hard to navigate, they're going to go somewhere else. Right. They're going to go somewhere else. So I, I'd say, you know, the biggest piece. I think you asked, uh, you know, what, what advice would you give someone looking at possibly doing a rebrand? I'm a believer that a brand should be looked at probably every two to three years, because my business, you know, Promo Corner's business, is very different than it was three years ago. What we're trying to do is very different, so we needed a a, a brand that spoke to that. Our audience is changing. Their tastes are changing. Technology, as we know, is changing at such a ridiculously rapid pace. We need to keep up with that if we want to be looked at as a technology leader. So I, I think you need to look at it every two to three years and, and take a hard look. Is this what your clients want? Is this What do they think of when they see your brand? Because I'm a believer, and I know you are too, Roger. We've talked about this offline a billion times. When someone sees your logo, that logo represents your brand, and that brand will elicit emotions, positive or negative right i can say comcast and just about everybody will visualize that logo and groan because everybody's had a really crappy experience with comcast yep. so they can they can try to change their name to xfinity that's fine but the stench the stench of comcast is going to be on them for a while right for sure it's the same it's the same thing with google you look at that google logo and it makes you feel good it makes you feel i'm going to get the information i want Every brand has that. So I want people, when they see Promo Corner, to know that we are a leading marketing and media company. So we've had the logo now. Now I have to develop the brand behind the logo. Of course. So it, it is not an easy undertaking. And it is, it is hard work. It's painful. But uh, dang, when you get through it on the other side, it's worth every minute you spend.
0: Rewarding work, no doubt. And I, I, I suspect, as has been the case with me, that when you start down that path mm-hmm. with your vision of what you believe it's going to be it never ends up looking like what no. you you intended it looks somehow like what you intended but the journey that you go on and the path you know the twists and turns that it takes you on are it's 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 unique for sure yeah. And, but I would say, you know, in my time, having done it now that I'm a better business person as a result of having had to go through the exercise. So, you know, it's real easy sometime to come, you know, Rogers promotional products.com. You know, a, a lot of people just take a very straightforward approach to it. But if you've been in business for a while, you have a reason why customers do business with you. And if you're not trying to tell that story in a more succinct and creative kind of way how can you continue to say to your prospects that you're creative
1: absolutely and you know thankfully i had done it uh, you know when i built my own company brand of I learned i just learned how to do it you know yep. people would ask how did you do it i don't know i just did it right um sat down and started and- clicking buttons <laughs> Yeah. And, and so that experience served me very well with Promo Corner. But what I loved when we do went through the branding of Promo Corner is the real collaboration that took place. Um, again, I'm a big believer in giving people permission to be critical. It's important. Um, I I don't want an organization where people are like, I don't want Bill to think I don't like what he does. I'd rather somebody say I don't like what you do, but here's a solution. So that's the rule I have. If you have a problem with what we're doing, then come up with a solution or at the very least be willing to participate in a conversation about the solution. Of course, Don't be like, you know, it's the same rule you have with kids, right? Mm -hmm. You can complain about doing this at the house, but come up with a different solution. And so the the collaborative friction that took place during the rebranding completely shaped the direction, reshaped the direction I thought we were going to go, um, in a much more positive way. So I, it wouldn't be what it is today without every single person's help. And I, I, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have a great team at Promo Corner to, uh, to make sure we executed against that vision.
0: Well, and the beauty of what you and I do for a living, sir, is that the results are not hidden and whether you succeeded or learned, you are held accountable to the outcome. So, <laughs> so, absolutely. so cheers, absolutely. cheers to that and to 2018. So Bill, if people, sure. p- people want to interact more with you, where, where might they find you these in the days and weeks and months coming up and where else might they find you online? Um,
1: I, I am about to shut down travel for the year, which I'm excited about. Hot dog. Uh, uh, but I, so uh, I think the next safe place people will find me would be at the, fabulous PPII Expo in Las Vegas the week of, I think, January 14th or whatever that is. And I'll be speaking a few times out there. I'll certainly be at the Promo Kitchen Mixer. It's not a party. It's a mixer. And um, I'll be there all week. And online, best place to interact with me is probably Facebook. You can just do a Google search bill, or a Facebook search, Bill Petrie. And uh, if you want to email me directly, it's Bill at com. It doesn't get much easier than that. Nope. Well, Bill, as
0: always, you are a fast interviewer. You are a good interviewee. So I appreciate the time you gave me, and I'm looking forward to our next one.
1: Me too, Roger. Best of luck. I love the podcast series, and I'm honored to be on it. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, brother. Next time.
1: Yep.